You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hello and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. You're listening to Dr. Chris here and today I'm going to be talking to you about sunscreens, vitamin D, the good, the bad, the ugly, because right now this is the time of year when we're starting to get out in the sun more. We're getting out in the gardens and our yards and the parks and the pools by the beach. Whatever your poison is, we like to make sure that you are not getting poisoned um, by what you're putting on or in your body. So we'll be talking about some of the most harmful things that you can put on your body this time of year and what you can do to help avoid the toxicity around the summertime fun. So let's really dive into this today. Uh, I'm not going to hold back at all. We're really going to dive in and give you some applicable steps that are really going to help transform how you can keep you yourself and your family safe this summer. So when we talk about it, it's no secret that the sun in moderate doses provides all sorts of health benefits, including helping our bodies manufacture the vital vitamin D, right? We hear all kinds of buzz around vitamin D and how good it is for us. And if you've been paying attention at all that you know that most people in this country, uh, even around the world, but mostly in this country are just vitamin D deficient. So with beach season right in our midst, uh, though many people are looking for the best sunscreens to cut their risk of sun exposure, um, sunburns, and even possibly skin cancer, the very things you're trying to do to help avoid these things could actually be creating these problems. So what's the issue? Well, all sunscreens are not created equally. In fact, a 2019 report from the Environmental Working Group found that nearly two-thirds of sunscreens don't work and or don't even contain, or sorry, do contain concerning ingredients that are readily absorbed by the body. In fact, a recent study found that sunscreen chemicals hit the bloodstream within a day of using them and at levels high enough to prompt a government investigation on safety. So these things are really a... a burden on our body's immune system and our body's ability to to just fight off cancer and it creates a lot of underlying issues which we're going to get into a little bit today but when we understand this and understand that the EWG's uh, 13th annual guide to sunscreens uh, showed that while there have been major improvements over the last decade the vast majority of sunscreens available for purchase in the U.S. are still containing damaging chemicals that are creating a huge havoc in our lives, especially with the ultraviolet rays. So let's look at that a little bit deeper here and understand that and really get to the bottom of what's going on because about half of the beach and sport sunscreen sold in the U.S. Um, that were analyzed in this study would not even be allowed on the market in Europe due to the inadequate protection against the UVA rays. But there is a positive. There are some good ones out there we can use. But are you really using the best sunscreens? Right? So EWG, they have been pushing the Food and Drug Administration to update and improve its sunscreen regulations uh, for years, just better to help protect the, you know, the health of our nation, really. Now the FDA is finally taking up the issue and starting to propose some big changes to sunscreens. The downside, however, is this is all still in the work. So it doesn't pertain to sunscreens on the market for 2019. And this could take years for this to even start to become a mainstream thing. And as unbelievable 
as this might seem, you know, the FDA started updating sunscreen rules more than four decades ago. And in February, the agency at long last issued a proposed set of final rules. And under these new rules, um, the reports that there have been some chemical manufacturers and sunscreen companies um, that have been lobbying um, heavily for a much weaker proposal. So just like in the drug industry, you know, these things are all connected. Sunscreen industries, I mean, anything that has chemicals related, they're all really on the same boat, which is they want to get more of their chemicals into the mainstream. So of course, they're going to lobby for, you know, weakening those proposals and trying to make sure they can keep their bottom dollar. So we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, let's understand what's going on in your body and what we can do to help your body protect itself the most so that you don't end up with, a, you know, chronic disease, cancer, whatever that might be. Now, we got to be understanding that sun does not mean cancer. Uh, now, if you're getting really harsh exposure or you're getting more UVA rays because of the sunscreens you're, you're wearing, well, then that can be a bigger issue too. So um, there's been past reports. This is cited research by uh, Brian Diffie, a PhD. Um, he's an emeritus professor of photobiology at the Institute of Cellular Medicine at Newcastle University. He's shown that on average, U.S. sunscreens allow about three times more UVA rays to transfer through the skin compared to European sunscreens. In fact, Americans' sunscreen choices are fewer and often worse UVA protection compared to those available in the European Union. So this matters because UVA rays are much more abundant than UVB rays, and UVA damage is more subtle than the sunburns induced mainly by UVB rays, but UVA rays can damage your skin invisibly, and they do this by suppressing your immune system and aging your skin over time. So that's why the overexposure of these rays are also linked to the development of melanoma, squamous cell carcinoma, and even basal cell carcinoma too. So in a newly proposed rule from the FDA, the agency is finally voicing concern about the roles of these UVAs and how it's affecting your health. But when we look at it, man, it's just too little too late. And, you know, it's really creating overexposure right now with the high SPF products. Um, they're currently making people more excessively exposed to these large UVA doses. So SPF, just because it has U SPF on the, on the bottle, um, don't be fooled by that. Now, it's important to know that there is no perfect sunscreen, right? Many contain harmful chemicals and even mineral-based ones that often contain nanoparticles. Um, these are minute ingredients that can cause the, uh, the sorry, that can cross the, the blood-brain barrier and also harm aquatic life. But beyond that, sunscreen is unique compared to many other personal care products because you coat it thickly on your skin and often multiple times a day. And so you might get that for hours and hours on your skin, just absorbing exposure um, versus something like shampoo or a soap, you're quickly washing that off. So your your skin is heavily absorbing these things. That's why it's important to look for safer sunscreens um, that you can actually rely on. Now, although no product is going to be fully protective and no product will last on your skin for more than about two hours max, um, it's important that you are reapplying, especially when you get in and out of the water. So, you know, there's certain sunscreens that maybe last longer in the water and that sort of thing. But again, we want to be really careful about what we're putting our, on our skin. So some of the best sunscreens out there, this is the um, from Beach and Sport. There is um, one called 
Um, Attitude 100% mineral sunscreen. It's fragrance-free. It's like an SPF 30. Um, There's one called All Good Sunstick Unscented SPF 30. Um, There's one called Aveeno uh, Baby Continuous Protection Lotion Sunscreen for sensitive skins. So maybe it's good. It's like an SPF of 50. Um, There's Badger Active Natural Mineral Sunscreen Cream. Um, and, and there's different on there. You can go to EWG and, and look at all these. There's there's ones that are organic. There's one called Poofy Organics. Uh, one of the ones that I really like is called Raw Elements, and that's one that I've used personally. Um, it has some of the really key ingredients. You like the zinc oxide. Um, it, has, it uses uh, um, like organic coconut oil and shea butters and things like that. I've had a lot of success with that, and so those are just some of the things you can start to use in your own life. But I really want you to be aware of also some of the ones that are out there that you might think are good, um, but that really aren't. Now, there's also things that are are good for moisturizers. So there's di- different lists on there as well. So just go to EWG. I mean, there's like the Badger brand again. Um, there's a Goddess, Goddess Garden um, Face the Daily, uh, Face the Day Daily moisturizer. I mean, these are all things you can use. Uh, but there's even kid friendly ones too. Again, a lot of the ones you can use as an adult, you can use on a child. There's one that are maybe more specific for kids for like more sensitive skin. So again, just check those out as well. But I really like the raw elements. And then most toxic sunscreens, these are bad because, you know, children are more susceptible to certain toxic chemicals during development. And because blistering sunburns early in life can lead to an increased risk of skin cancer down the line. That's why it's really important and more vital for children and babies um, to avoid the most toxic sunscreens. You know, while other brands receive you know low scores, there are some that had some pretty good success, um, but there are some that had some pretty bad, pretty bad ratings too. So some of the worst sunscreens for kids, because again, our kids are more susceptible to chemicals because their bodies can't process it as much as an adult. So higher doses are going to be a lot more of a burden on a child than an adult. Um, things like some of the worst ones that they tested out there were the any of the banana boat uh, uh, sunscreens there, any of the copper tone sunscreens. Uh, there's one from CVS that was really bad. It's like a CVS branded one. Equate Baby sunscreen, the Neutrogena ones, um, Up and Up Kids sunscreen spray. So, And these are some of the most popular ones you see out there. Now, there's some other pretty bad offenders, too. Uh, there's ones like Panama Jack, um, again, more more uh, CVS ones, a lot of Neutrogena ones out there. So really, pretty much everything you're going to find on your typical supermarket shelf is going to have a lot of these toxic chemicals and are not going to be safe for yourself, let alone your kids and your family. So some of the key findings in this huge study on this sunscreen report found that about half of the sunscreen products sold in the U.S. wouldn't pass the more stringent European standards because they don't filter enough of the UVA rays. Um, Despite strong evidence to show sunscreens can even prevent skin cancer, it's still legal for most sunscreens to make cancer prevention um, claims. So again, I'm going to repeat that again. There is strong evidence to show sunscreens um, can't prevent cancer. All right. So Again, we don't want to get this false sense of security that hey, if I put sunscreen on, I'm gonna get, uh, I'm gonna be just free and clear of skin cancer. In fact, there have been multiple studies, especially a lot done in Australia, that showed that people that had higher uses of sunscreen actually had just as higher higher um, diagnosis of cancers like melanomas compared to people that didn't use sunscreen. So 
really be aware of that. And when they're looking at these studies, they're looking at these toxic chemicals that are in these things. So be aware of that. Now, nearly 67% of sunscreen products reviewed by this report either didn't work um, adequately to protect uh, from UV rays or they contain dangerous ingredients. And some, some of the most worrisome ingredients include oxybenzone, which is one of the known endocrine disruptors and also uh, retinal uh, palmitate, a form of vitamin A that can harm the skin and possibly even lead to skin tumors. Um, now, oxybenzone is a widespread used chemical in sunscreens and American-based sunscreens. In fact, lab testing shows that uh, skin penetration rates um, up to uh, 1% to 9% more. That's concerning given the fact that it acts like an estrogen in the body and it's linked to abnormal sperm function um, in animal studies and endometriosis in studies of women. Now, oxybenzone also acts as a skin allergen in a significant number of people. So that's why we really want to be careful about that, especially in our children. But thankfully, even the state of Hawaii is one of the leaders in this, um, has an opportunity to ban the oxybenzone and sunscreen due to its ability to kill things um, like coral reefs. So they're really trying to crack down on some of these areas. But again, you're probably not going to find that in the United States for a long time. Now, here's the deal. From about 2007 to 2018... There's been a 41% rise in mineral sunscreens in the United States. So these sunscreens tend to block UVA better than chemical sunscreen ingredients and also tend to be rated safer um, on that EWG sunscreen database too. So that's good news, right? And in that review too, about uh, in about 2010, there was about a 40% of sunscreens that contained vitamin A ingredients. Now, this type of ingredient can react with UV rays and actually increase the risk of skin tumors. So, and this is just from according to like some um, government animal testing data. So, again, really be careful about that. And scientists don't even know for sure if sunscreen helps prevent melanoma. In fact, um, as this report shows it in his executive summary, that quote, sun exposure appears to play a role in melanoma but it is a complex disease for which many questions have not been answered. One puzzling fact, melanomas do not usually appear on parts of the body that get daily sun exposure, end quote. So sun is a good thing for you. Don't limit yourself from that. Be aware that we want to have that in our bodies, but we don't want to have the harmful chemicals that are basically eliminating the body's ability to absorb the right types of vitamin D in the right amounts. So now you want to also be really wary when you're looking at sunscreens to be wary of claims of being ultra high SPFs, right? There are more of them today than years ago, and, and the marketing just keeps coming out and out. But the U.S. has an approved modern sunscreen ingredients that would do a better job of broad spectrum protection. And because of this, the UVA protection is often lacking. So in SPF 70 plus products, it's just not there. In fact, in other developed countries, it's usually capped at 50, and skin doesn't even do any good for you. Um, so I suggest just steering clear of spray sunscreens because it's very difficult to apply in a thickness that will even provide adequate protection. Plus, it increases your risk. Um, you're sending sunscreen chemicals directly into your lungs and the lungs of everyone sitting around you. So although it might be seem really easy to spray and get those hard-to-reach places, is just not worth it. In fact, another thing that, that showed in that report was that nearly 30% of sunscreen um, tested were spray sunscreens, up from about 20% from 2007. So there's more and more of these actually getting applied. 
And even the Food and Drug Administration raised concerns about spray sunscreens, although obviously they're not banned yet either. So really understand that. Now, the FDA banned the use of misleading sunscreen bottle claims like waterproof and sweatproof back in 2011. But um, from the report, it's this is a misleading marketing term that's still in use. So they just found a different way to use it. And they might say things like, it's a sun shield, it's an age shield. Again, these are just things that make people feel good and they're just simply not true. So if you avoid the sun, make sure you get your vitamin D levels checked. You know, that is key. Um, there's just a growing number of people that are deficient in that. And that's such an easy thing you can do immediately just to start to create better health. So one thing I want you to understand too is, you know, how to avoid uh, too much sun without having sunscreen. So one of the things is getting sun exposure is obviously vital to your health because it helps your body create vitamin D. Now there are some really simple ways to get vitamin D, but your best bet is to get it from standing in the sun or just eating vitamin D rich foods. In fact, sitting in the sun unexposed for about 10 minutes helps your body create roughly about 10,000 units of natural vitamin D. So I don't recommend just getting naked in your front yard. You might get some complaints from your neighbors, but hey, definitely get out there, especially more in that midday sun. You know, a lot of us are in work, we're indoors. Get out a little bit, roll those sleeves up, pull those pant legs up, you know, maybe get in some shorts, whatever it is, and get out in that vitamin D. Now, the, right, one of the reasons this is so important, I don't want anyone to be scared of, of the sun, is because vitamin, vitamin D deficiency has been linked to numerous cancers, uh, autoimmune diseases, heart disease, depression, even osteoporosis. And like almost anything, though, you can get too much of a good thing. You want to make sure to obviously avoid the sunburns. So you should consider sunscreen as your last resort to prevent sunburns. But in fact, there's no clear evidence that using sunscreen actually prevents skin cancer. Right? You've heard me say this before, but I want to be really clear about that. But if you're going to use sunscreens, make sure you use the best types of sunscreens. Don't use the ones that are actually going to fuel skin cancer. Super important there to understand. Now, there are some ways that you can cheaply get some sunscreen protection. So <clears throat> there's some homemade remedies you can do. Now, I'm not going to list those out. You can always search online for those, and it's, it's just as easy. But a lot of the highest rated sunscreens aren't readily available in chain grocery stores and drug stores. I Meaning it's gonna be a little tricky to find some of these safe and effective ones. Like the one I mentioned, Rye Elements, I've never seen a grocery store. In fact, the first time I even saw it, it was like on a beach, someone had lost it. And I was like, oh, this looks good. Looked at the back, I had amazing ingredients. I'm like, I'm gonna use this. And, but you have to get it on, on Amazon. So nowadays you can probably get a lot of these things on Amazon or online, and you're gonna pay a little more for these things. But again, when it's something that comes with sunscreen, you can't go cheap. Uh, you've got to make sure you're getting the best in your body. But if you need to save a little bit, hey, there are some homemade remedies that you, you can use as well. And, and that could be a really great way for you to just save a few bucks as well. So here's the deal. Here's just some of the final thoughts on, on this and what we're dealing with when it comes to sunscreens and having the best health. You know, obviously the FDA is finally starting to propose some rules but that could take years for that to happen. So don't be waiting for that to happen because there's a lot of lobbying pushing back against that. Now, when we're in direct sunlight, when it hits our skin um, under peak conditions, our bodies manufacture really high levels of vitamin D. So not getting enough vitamin D is going to be really problematic, but you can get too much of a good thing. 
So remember, take those steps for overexposure. Maybe you're wearing a wide brim hat when you're out there. Maybe when you're not trying to get that vitamin D and you're out in the sun, you know, wear some garments that can cover you a little bit more. Uh, but just limit your time in that direct sunlight if you're going to burn. Now, some people are different. Some people can be out in the sun for a long time. They never get a sunburn. Some people, you're out there like more than 10 minutes in the sun and you're going to be already beat red. So understand and know your body. Understand that if you're going to use sunscreen, use it as a last resort. Try to stay out in that sun without those things. You know, use even protective sunglasses, seeking shade when you can if you're going to be out there for ex- extended periods of time. But just make the most out of what's going on out there and enjoy the sun, right? Have fun, but understand that there's a high percentage of adults, somewhere between about 50% and upwards of 90%, depending on the study and depending on you know ethnicity and location, that are believed to be vitamin D deficient. So what I want you to understand is you can still be supplementing with vitamin D. This is really key. So maybe you're the person that gets lots of vitamin D exposure. Again, you can always test to see what your levels are, but if you live really most anywhere, especially on the top half of the continental United States, you want to make sure that you are supplementing with vitamin D. Now there's different reports and different claims depending on what studies you look at, but really a pretty safe bet is somewhere between about 2000 to 5,000 IUs, you know, definitely in the winter and fall months, or if you're the person that's just not getting outside during the peak sunlight hours, I would definitely be making sure that you're supplementing with the higher end of that. Um, but you know, it has so many roles in your body from helping, um, calcium be absorbed into your bones that prevent bone loss and fractures to helping manage your blood sugar and regulating blood pressure, um, to controlling your parathyroid hormone, which controls so many different aspects of your uh, endocrine system to really affecting your immune system and regulating sex hormones, improving nerve and muscle function and even reducing so many risks of cancer and even helping facilitate brain function that you definitely don't want to be deficient in this super, super amazing um, vitamin. It's not even actually a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. Most people don't even realize that, but we call it vitamin D because I think it's just easier for people to understand. But when you're low in these things, you're going to start to notice it. You know, when you're low in vitamin D, uh, a lot of common health problems are going to include things like fatigue, osteoporosis, heart disease, high blood pressure, obviously the cancers we talked about, different autoimmune diseases. I mean, this can be all around the board. I mean, there's things like Hashimoto's, which has to do with your thyroid. Uh, there are things like RA, there is lupus. I mean, there's eczema. There's all kinds of things that stem from autoimmune diseases. And then even things like depression, so your mood, diabetes, asthma, even infectious diseases. And so there's a lot out there. So when you're looking at that, understand that if you're a little bit older, you should probably be taking a little bit more. Um, if you are a little younger, you know, like kids, you can take on the lower end of things. Like you can take, you know, a thousand IUs or 2000 IUs, depending on what's going on with the kid. But if you are really sick though, too, or you're feeling like you're coming down with something, you can really ramp up that vitamin D to you're taking, you know, 10,000 to 20,000 IUs. And you can even get more advanced with things like, uh, IV, um, supplementation with vitamin D and, and whatnot, but, and these are great, just like vitamin C therapy, but you just want to make sure that you're testing yourself if you're going to do those things for long-term. So when you're sick, Hey, do it for a couple of weeks. Um, not a big deal. If you're gonna do it for longer terms, then you should be aware of that. And, and I mean, you're, you're taking very high doses all, all at once. Um, like you could take like 40,000 IUs, then it's possible that you might have side effects from that. If you get above that for extended periods of time, 
So the best thing to do is, hey, just you know, talk with your doctor, talk with your natural health care provider so they can really give you the best knowledge and the best way to go about those things. And hey, just at the end of the day, make sure that you're just trying to keep things that are toxic out of your body, whether that be on your body or in your body. Now, we just touched on one thing really heavy today, which is uh, obviously sunscreen, but just be aware. Make sure you're putting the best things on your body, making sure you're putting the best things in your body. And hey, if, if you wouldn't want to eat it, or put it in your body, then you probably shouldn't put it on your body. So hopefully that gave you some insight today. Start to look at those things. Go to ewg.org, look at their best and healthiest sunscreens. I, I know they don't have raw elements on there, but I know that's a good one too. Uh, but just start to make those conscious decisions to be healthier, make a change this summer, start to move forward. I guarantee you will get healthier. So with that said, remember your body needs no help healing, just no interference. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.